Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. We thank you for this time as we share the word of God. Um, as we think about 2018, Father, I thank you that this year will be one that will change our lives forever for the better. Father, may this be the best year of our life up to this point. In Jesus' name, Father, give us wisdom. May this, wis- may this year be marked with the wisdom of God. May this year be marked with the blessing of God, the blessings of God, the ble- which from the blessing. And Father, I pray that you would strengthen our inner man, strengthen our, our souls, our minds, our intellect, our uh, will. Father, strengthen our physical bodies. Father, may we experience the the glory of God in our bodies like never before. May we have the best sleep there is, Father, this year. And for those who's been dealing with and fighting concerning their physical um, strength and even their um, protecting their healing, Father, I pray that they would um, walk in divine health, that we will be people that walk in divine health. And even as we enter into this fast this day, Father, I thank you that you'll give us wisdom and guidance that we will be strengthened, that we will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, your righteousness. And Lord, we thank you that all these things will be added to us. We thank you, Father. We praise you. Just lift up your hands. Father, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you. Even as 2018, this is the first service. We thank you. We praise you. We thank you for adding to our life. We thank you for adding to our church. We thank you for adding your wisdom, adding your guidance, adding your, your just Lord, just multiple addition and multiplication, multiplying us, Father. You told us be fruitful and multiply. And Father, may we, our efforts for the cause of Christ be multiplied for the glory of God. We praise you. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify you, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. We honor you. We, we, we bless your name. Father, grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling. And what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints? What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe? In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And the church says amen. So 2018, um, we're going to look at Psalm 27. Psalm 27, we're talking about the one thing. Everybody say the one thing. thing. Psalm 27, go ahead and open your Bibles. And if you need a Bible, there should be a Bible at the end of your row. Look at that. That's pretty nice. Oh, man, who came up with that? Psalm 27. (laughs) Psalm 27. We're talking about the one thing. The one thing. Um, as, as we reflect on 2017, uh, we're so grateful to the Lord and all the things that he's done in us and through us. And I um, just want to encourage you this morning as we look at this psalm. David wrote this, um, and, and I think that it, it really will uh, remind us of, of the one thing, the one thing. And we shared a little bit about it last week, and uh, we're going to finish today. Um, normally, we would do the first Sunday. We'll, we'll, what would we preach about first Sundays? 
healing. So that that's our norm. But today I wanted to continue what we started last week in light of the new year. So Psalm 27. <clears throat> many, many are seeking after things and people, but as Christians, we're called to seek after the one thing, um, the needed thing, the necessary thing, the only thing that matters. And um, when, as we look at this, we'll see that it's really our walk with the Lord, um, pursuing him. Um, I did a Google search on the one thing and, I, and there's there's a book actually out. I think it's a secular book. And I think what I what I kind of gathered from the reviews is this book is about um, focusing on one thing and, and kind of mastering that. Sometimes having multiple things that you're focusing on, you can kind of lose sight you know how, how while you're trying to be a, the masters of many things, but you're you're, you're or or not the master. What are they? What are they saying? Jack of, all Jack of all trades and a master of none, right? And and even in the midst of this, I want to emphasize having focused faith, focusing your faith. If you don't focus your faith, you your faith will not accomplish the thing that you desire it. How many are believing God for some things in 2018? Let me see your hand. Okay, so if you believe in God for some things, you need to do some things. You, it's just not going to automatically come to you or the things that you're seeking after or trusting God for. You got to have active or living faith, living faith. And one of the books, studies that we're going to do is by uh, Reverend Dr. Uh, Jerry Savelle about the prayer petition. And I've been thinking about ways, how can we do this book study? And so I think we're going to do through the conference call once a week for 12 weeks. I think it's 12 chapters. And in this book, he talks about really preparing to approach the throne of God by doing your research, by searching scriptures and really knowing God's will and taking time to meditate. There are times that you just that I have rushed right into the throne of God asking for A, B and C. And a lot of sometimes I haven't seen A, B and C manifest in my life. Perhaps I didn't take the time to feed my faith. And that's what the, the thesis of the book is about, about learning to receive answer prayer. So Psalm 27, let's let's look at this. I'm going to read this out of the ESV. I'm going to go between the ESV and the NASB. It says the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid when evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes? It is they who stumble and fall. The army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry out loud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. And my heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. 
Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help, cast me not off. Forsake me not, O God of my salvation, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Amen. Everybody say, wait for the Lord. Come on. Wait for the Lord. All right. This is a powerful scripture as we begin this talking about the one thing. Everybody say the one thing. All right. So David goes off and he he starts off by saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Let's think about this. Everything about the Lord is light, right? There's no darkness in the Lord. Amen. Isn't that good news? There's nothing dark about the Lord. Even when we go to the New Jerusalem, right? Which that's where we're heading, right? Hopefully, right? Hope you get in as T.Y. says. Um, New Jerusalem, who's the light of the city? Who's the light of the city? Jesus, the Lamb. The Lamb of God is the light of the city. So there's nothing dark about our Father and about our Savior, Jesus Christ, or the Holy Spirit. And he goes on, he says, in my salvation. So the Lord is not only is he's our light, but he's our salvation. Uh, he is our deliverance. He is our rescue. He is our healing. He is our, our, our protection and so forth. The word salvation is, uh, uh, is it has more. It's not just about being born again or being saved from God's wrath, but it includes that and so much more. I think we have neglected, as Hebrew says, the writer of Hebrew says that we have neglected Oh, so, so great salvation. There's a, we have a great salvation. We, we don't have a little salvation. We have a great salvation. Everybody say a great salvation. So we should not neglect our salvation. Our salvation includes the forgiveness of sins. Our salvation includes the healing of our physical bodies. Come on. Um, that's why we're doing the first Sunday where we talk about healing because we want to renew your minds concerning that Christ is the healer. He wants to heal. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm, I'm, I'm doing some um, studying on um, Dr. Um, T.L. Osborne, who was a missionary and evangelist back in um, the day, back in the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s. And 90s, I think he died in 2003. And so for many, many decades, he, he went and did um, crusades and, and, and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people got born again. I mean, no, that's good news. That's a real evangelist. Um, not only did they get born again, but many of them got received um, physical healing. The Lord healed their bodies. Um, I, I, and, and I'm reading um, like a, a journal that he had. And he, he, he talks about in 1949, he's in Jamaica. And a, a blind lady, after the crusade, many people got saved, many people got healed. And, and she came up to him and she says, you're Reverend um, T.L. Osborne. And he says, yes, I am. And he, she said that, um, he, she said, I believe that if you pray for me, 
lay your hands on me that I will receive my healing and, and I'll receive my sight. And he, this is after the crusade. So he prayed for the lady, laid hands on her and commanded um, her, sight, her, her, her blindness to leave and her sight to come. And God supernaturally opened her eyes. It was at nighttime and she was able to see the sun, I mean, the moon and the stars. How many know that that changed your life forever? I mean, just, and then there was one lady, <clears throat> one lady that um, she, she had said that she, if she just touched the, 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 his, his trouser or his pants, if she just can touch that, that she'll receive her sight. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> and so she made her way. Now, these are thousands and thousands of people at this crusade, but somehow she made her way to the front of the crusade. And as he was preaching, he, he was preaching about Jesus and about Jesus saving us and, and, and bringing healing for us. And she, by her faith, she released her faith. She touched this little, the bottom of his pants and she received her healing. I thought that was interesting. That sounded like the woman with the issue of blood. That was her point of contact. And Jesus did say that we can do what his works and greater works. Uh, and so we even see from the, the book of the, the Acts of the Apostles, how even um, from Peter's body, um, they would bring um, some kind of handkerchief and they would lay it on his body. Do y'all know this story, right? Because you've been reading the Bible and they laid hands. They, they would lay this this cloth on Peter and and they would take the cloth to sick people and lay the cloth on sick people. And many people would receive healing and even demons would be driven out of a person. So the anointing can be transferable into even a cloth. Did you know that? Now you do, in case you did. <laughs> All right. So don't look at me like, whoa, this is deep. I never heard that. Read your Bibles. He's the God. He's the same God, right? Amen. Amen. So the Lord is our salvation. And then he goes around. He says, whom shall I fear? We are in Psalm 27, verse one. Whom shall I fear? We're not to be afraid of anyone. Fear is an enemy of God and an enemy of God's people. We're not to be afraid of people. We're not to be afraid of success. We're not to be afraid of failure. Come on. We're not to be afraid of our own um, baggage. We're not to be afraid of the devil or sin. We're not to be afraid of President Trump. Come on. We're not to be afraid of um, other religions. We're not to have any type of fear. Fear is not of God. God, uh, Paul told Timothy that God has not given him the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit and fear will grip you. Fear will paralyze you. Fear will keep you from doing what God has called you to do. Fear will cause you to stay in bondage. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to obey God. Don't be afraid to do what you were created to do. Don't ever be afraid of a supervisor. Don't ever be afraid of your spouse. Come on. Um, don't ever be afraid of your kids. <laughs> Come on, y'all can testify to that, right? You do not have the seed of Chucky. <laughs> um, we, we started looking at a movie on Netflix and we never, and I, I just, I, I bailed out. It was called like Before I Wake or something about a little boy who dreams stuff and it comes to pass. And I'm like, oh, this is flaky. <laughs> but don't be afraid of your kids. They look at you like, what? I cast the devil out of you and beat you at the same time. <laughs> don't be afraid of your parents. Don't be afraid of your relatives. Don't be afraid of witches or, 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 or witch doctors. I mean, those things are real. 
um, there was a, a friend, uh, a student of mine who, um, well, actually, let me take that back. It was a missionary <coughs> and they were in this country and these witch doctors were like saying, we're going to put a spell on you. We don't like what you're doing. You, you, you're trying to proclaim the name of Jesus in this country. And this witch doctor started levitating. I mean, that, that would have scared most Christians. They, they, they would have been out. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> uh, and, and so the, the, the Christian didn't know what to do, the missionary. And so she's like, she was like freaking out. She's like, oh my goodness. And they're levitating. And, and she's like, in the name of Jesus, I, t- I command you to come down. And, and the, the witch doctor fell straight down. <laughs> True story. Um, so we're not to be afraid. Whom shall we fear? We should, shouldn't fear anyone. Let's go on. Verse 2. Let's look at verse 2. Psalm 27. You have your Bibles. Go to Psalm 27. Verse 2. <clears throat> Actually, the latter part of verse 1. It says, The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? <clears throat> the word dread or defense could look be also say, The Lord is the stronghold of my life. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. It also means the Lord, King James says, the Lord is the strength of my life. Everybody say, the Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of my life. Okay, so the very your very strength, the reason why your physical body, your spirit, your soul is strengthened because it, the Lord is the strength of your life. He's the strength of your life. He's the reason why you're able to breathe. He's the reason why you're able to move and to have your existence. And so the Lord is your defense. He's your stronghold and he is your strength. So when you, the Bible says, let the weak say they're weak. No, No. the Bible says, let the weak say I'm. So when you're weak, how many know we get weak? Uh, SWV fans. All right. So we get weak, right? So what are you supposed to say? I am strong. Don't say what you are. Say what God says you are. Amen. So when you're weak, oh, I had a heart. I'm just weak. No, say I'm strong. When you're sick, what are you supposed to say? I'm healed. When When you're dealing with financial issues, I'm rich. Come on. Uh, uh, when, when you're facing, um, let's say that you have um, unforgiveness in your heart, I, by faith, I forgive because I'm forgiven. Amen. Uh, so you say what God says, even when you don't feel like saying it. All right. Your faith is, is really seen when you're facing challenges and trials and tribulation. So you're not to say what is, you say what God says about your situation, about who you are. When you feel like you're at your lowest, say the Lord will lift me up. He's the lifter of my head. All right, let's continue. <clears throat> Verse two, when evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh and my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumble and they fell, right? We're not to be afraid of the enemy. At nighttime, 
I, I, there's a prayer that I begin to pray for the last couple of days and uh, over my sleep because I, I, I haven't slept good for, I don't know, a decade. <laughs> Probably, really, really, true story. Um, and, and just really having struggle with my sleep. I said, this is not the will of God. The will of God is for me to have a good night's sleep. I will go to sleep. I will wake up tired. And I would go to sleep like eight o'clock. <laughs> so, I mean, no, that's, that's, that's not the will of God. So I said, let me start. Get, I got to put, I got to put faith pressure on my sleep. My sleep is the problem. So I got to believe God concerning my sleep. So I began to take authority over the devil and over witchcraft and different things that came against me in my sleep. And guess what? That very night, I started experiencing the peace of God on another level. How many know the enemy will try to attack you while you're asleep? Um, if you're worrying about something or issue in your life, the enemy will get you while you sleep. He'll rob you of your sleep. One thing you got to keep in mind that God doesn't sleep, nor does he slumber. There's no sleeping. He doesn't sleep. So if God is not sleeping, why should I be up? Both of us don't need to be up. Somebody need to be watching somebody else. And I, I think God is able to take care of me and the rest of the world while we sleep. So I, there's no need for both of us to stay up worrying about something or, or being concerned or trying to figure out something when he said he'll, he'll, he watches over us. All right. So th that's and then there's a scripture in Psalm 127. He says he gives his beloved sleep. I claim that <laughs> I am his beloved, beloved, beloved. And I'm accepted in the beloved and I will have sweet sleep. Amen. And so when the enemy comes against you, right, the scripture says, um, when evildoers assail me and here evildoers are physical people, but we can look at it through the context of spiritual warfare, how there are evil spirits that are coming against us. Amen. How many know that evil spirits are real? And the scripture says, in Isaiah 54, that no weapon formed against us shall pr prosper. Um, NASB says no weapon fashioned against us shall prosper. And so we got to know Isaiah 54, 17. Let's go over there real quick. Isaiah 54. Is this blessing you? Amen. What if you ever said no? <laughs> what do I do then? Isaiah 54. Let's look at Isaiah 54. Let's look at verse 17. Verse 17 says this, no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you will condemn. What's the next part? This is what? This is the heritage of who? The servants of the Lord. So no weapon that is fashioned against you or formed against you shall prosper. That should be on your mouth concerning you, concerning your kids, concerning your spouse, concerning your brothers and sisters, concerning your mom and dad. Come on. No weapon shall prosper, right? No weapon that is formed. It didn't say that the weapons would not, would not be formed. It said that they won't prosper. So there are weapons against us. The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief who is the enemy, the devil, Satan, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But guess what? No weapon that is formed or fashioned against us shall prosper. Right. 
That is where our faith is. So though there, there are evildoers, evil spirits, demons that, that are vitally coming after us, we got, we got enemies, though uh, there, there are armies encamped against us, right? No weapon shall prosper. No weapon that is formed shall prosper. Um, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Say this with me. Say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The greater, let me say this, the greater one lives inside of you. He's greater than the devil. He's greater than evil spirits. He's greater than demons. He's greater than an evil man or evil woman. The greater one lives on inside of you. So you need to say what the Bible says. The greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So when you're, when you're afraid of something or you sense fear, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Let me put the greater one to work in my life. Many of us don't have the greater one working for us. He's working because somebody, perhaps somebody else is praying. But you need to say, when you say God's word, guess who watches over his word? God himself. So God watches over his word to perform it in your life. It becomes a reality when you say it in your life, <laughs> PD, you're reading more into it. Okay. How did you get saved? You believe with your heart, but guess what? That wasn't enough. What else did you do? You said it with your mouth. So you believe that God raised Christ from the dead and you confess Jesus as your Lord. That's when salvation took place in your life. When you believed and when you said, when your heart and your mouth are connected, that's when you see the reality of the promises of God in your life. Come on, give it up for God for that. That was good. Isaiah, go back to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. All right. Um, so he says, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. So don't be afraid. There was one time. I don't really tell this story too often, but <clears throat> I don't know, even know why I'm talking much about demons and evil spirits, because you know that I don't talk much about that. Now, <clears throat> perhaps sometime in the future, we'll do a whole series about demonology and, um, and deliverance and casting out demons. These things are real, all right? I don't want you to think that, oh, that's just, that sounds like a fairy tale, but it's really real. There are people who are demon-possessed. So one time I went to this event, and um, it's supposed to be a Christian event. So I went and I was just conflicted with this event. Um, then I, I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't, I'm not, I don't want you to think that I think that all these things, uh, people who do these things are, are, are demon inspired, inspired. So what I did is <clears throat> I left the event early and I went to my car, and as I was going to my car, I felt these footsteps. I heard these footsteps behind me. And, and I'm, I'm going, I'm walking to my car. I look behind, I don't see anything. And then all of a sudden, I felt something push me 
into my car and I hit my head, bust my lip. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is, what is this? I said, this is the devil. So I start binding the devil. I said, in the name of Jesus, I bind you devil. And it felt, I felt like something was on my track. Something, because I went to this event and I, they weren't like worshiping Satan per se. You know, this is supposed to be a Christian event. So I don't want you to think I went to a seance. But I felt like something pushed me. I didn't feel like, but something literally pushed me. And I hit my head, busted my lip, and I, and I start binding the devil. I want you to know that there is an enemy, and he's real. And you have to take authority over him. All right. Um, another time in the last few years, about three years, I was working in an enterprise on my way home late one night, two o'clock in the morning from the airport. And the Lord said to me that death is on your track. And so I start rebuking the spirit of death. I felt like I was about to die. There was nothing physically wrong with me, but I just felt like death was on my track. How many know the Bible says, and I want to give you a scripture for this, Psalm 23. It says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of what? Death. That's not when you get to heaven because there's no death in heaven. The shadow, the valley of the shadow of death is where? Here and now. And so let you know, we're in this valley of the shadow of death. But how many know we're not to be afraid? Let's go back here. So he says, though um, an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Fear is the entrance in which the enemy will have a stronghold in your life. Fear is the entrance in which the enemy will have a stronghold in your life. So be, don't allow fear to be a part of your life. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of sickness and disease. Don't be afraid of poverty. Don't be afraid of success or failure. Don't be afraid of people and their stinking opinions. Don't be afraid of their opinions. Don't be afraid. Listen, don't be afraid of what they say against you. Because no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Don't be afraid. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. And then it goes on. This is I love this. One thing I have asked of the Lord. How many know that there's some things you may have, but there should be one main thing. Like I said, there's a book called One Thing. And, uh, and from the secular standpoint, it's talking about focusing on one thing. But here, David knew about one thing before 2018. There, there's one thing I, I've asked, I'm seeking after, I'm desiring that I, that will I seek after. 2018, we need to have this one thing in mind. And this is what David says, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my life, he's desiring a relationship, a fellowship with God. He says, I'm desire. I want to be in your house. Why do you want to be in somebody's house when you don't want to deal with them? I don't know about you, but I don't go over people's houses that I don't want to be around. David wanted to be in the house of the Lord because he wanted to be with the Lord. One thing I desired. So 2018, you need to desire this above everything else, above success, above having your best year yet, which you can have, have by the way, right? <laughs> above all things, one thing, make that your prayer, make that your pursuit, go after the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Why? To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. 
to inquire in his temple. The word inquire means to meditate, to meditate in his temple. I want to see his beauty. I want to think his thoughts after him. I want to think about the Lord. I want to be with the Lord. I want to see him for who he is. And that is David's prayer. And that is what this focus of this message is about. It's going after the one thing, 2018. Make that your focus. Let's look at verse five. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. How many know we're going to have troubles? Come on. Like I said last week, you're either in the beginning, the middle, or the end of a trial. And guess what? You may get a minute of a grace breathing space, then you'll enter into another trial. <laughs> Jesus says, in this world, you shall have tribulations. That's a promise. You can take that to the bank. As long as you live, you're going to have some problems to deal with. As long as there's a devil, you're going to have some problems. As long as there's flesh, you're going to have some problems. So you're either in the beginning of a trial, the middle of a trial, or the end of a trial. And you may get some bre- a break in between for five seconds and you enter into another trial. So if you're, you're wondering, if you say at the end of the service, oh, PD, can you pray for me that I won't ever have to deal with the devil? Then you're asking me to pray that you die. Because <laughs> you want to always have to deal with the flesh, the devil, and the world as long as you're on this side of heaven. It's not good. Nothing. It can get better internally. It can get better for your life. God can give you, give you an upgrade, but you're not going to have, you're not going to ease through this life without any problems. How many know you're going to, you're going to have kids, prop, kid problems, marriage problems, family problems, work problems, church problems. Come on. <laughs> you're going to have society problems, <laughs> just your neighbor problems. Yo, why are you in my yard? <laughs> I mean, you are always going to deal with somebody or something. All right. Car, you got a brand new car. That car is not designed to last forever. <laughs> Something's going to, oh man, extra money for this, this, this going to, uh, I mean, I mean, it's just part of this fallen world. Everything is declining. You may have the perfect job right now. Guess what? That perfect job is no longer perfect because you got there. <laughs> and guess what? Woo! Somewhere along the line, you're going to have some kind of issues. That's part of life. But guess what? We have faith in God's word to fight and to stand and to overcome. We're called to be overcomers. But if we're if we're going to ever over be overcomers, that means we're going to have to overcome some things. Amen. There, there, there's not. So anyway, let's look at this. He says he hide me. He will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. That's good news. So in the midst of my trials, in the midst of my tribulation, in the midst of my trouble, the Lord will hide me. That's good news. Come on, let's lift up your hands for that. Thank you, Lord, for hiding us in the midst of our trouble. That means that trouble doesn't necessarily have to touch us or touch our relationship with the Father or with the Son or with the Holy Spirit. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. Now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. 
and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. So in the midst of your troubles, in the midst of your trials, in the midst of you pursuing the one thing. See, sometimes we think if we pursue the one thing, everything else is going to be perfect, right? If I seek the Lord, if I've only, I remember talking to a couple and they was like, you know, maybe if I would have stayed with the Bible plan, I would never have faced what I'm facing. And I said that to this couple, I said, no, your Bible plan would only prepared you better for what you were going to face anyway. So Bible plans, fasting, prayer does not um, exempt you from trouble, but it actually prepares you for the trouble. It actually evokes, if you really, really start serving God, guess what? Things may really be turned up even more in your life because you have an enemy. But the good news is we overcome. He hides us in the, in, 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 under his shelter. He conceals us in his tent. We, he keeps us under the shadow of the almighty. Amen. Those are good news, right? Those, I dare you to do a search on trouble. You'll find the word trouble throughout the Bible. And you'll find that God will be with his people in trouble. He never promised that we'll never have trouble. He'll say he'll just be with us in trouble. He's why is he there with us to help us to overcome that those troubles? Man, I'm preaching better than you all saying amen. amen. Here, David is saying, I will offer up in his tent. See, he will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted above my enemies all around me. He didn't say we wouldn't have enemies. He just said he'll lift us above our enemies. I will offer up in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. How many know that it's a sacrifice to shout for joy when you feel like crying? Many a times, even last year, I've wanted to cry. <laughs> but guess how, how sometimes you have to laugh at the devil. Shouts of joy. Ha, 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 ha. You got to you got to put on Christ, put on the joy of the Lord and says, I'm not going to allow this to shake my faith in God. No matter what I am facing, no matter what battles I may be facing in my body or in my check account or in my marriage or in my family or in my kids or my job. I'm I choose to rejoice in God. I choose to believe the best. I choose to take God at his word. I mean, no, the devil really hates. I dare you when you're facing a challenge, which you will this week, you'll face some challenges. Let me prophesy to you. You will have some challenges this week. <laughs> OK, I dare you to start laughing at the enemy. Just start. Laughing. <laughs> oh, God. And the devil's like, why are you laughing? Have you ever read and read James one Count it all joy. When you fall into diverse kinds of trials, ha, 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 ha. you think you're going to get me with this? Ah! You, you, you can't have me. I'm hidden in his shelter. Amen. All right. And, and it says, I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. Do you just think that it's there for nothing? That means you need to shout for joy. So on the count of three, I want you to shout for joy. One, two, three. Oh, that's kind of weak. <laughs> I'm trying to pre prepare you for the week. And you're like, hey, hi, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to practice this. 
You got to put this into practice. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is good. You come home to your spouse. God is good. What happened today? God is just good. <laughs> and you got to have faith in that. Know that God has been good with us, good to us in the past. He's good to us now. And in my future, he's going to be good. I got a good future because he's there. Amen. All right. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Verse seven. Hear, O Lord, when I cry out loud, <clears throat> be gracious to me and answer me. For you have said, seek my face. And what is our response when the Lord tells us something, gives us a command? Here, David says that the Lord told him, seek my face. And David responded by says, my heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. The Lord calls us to seek his face. And our response should be your face. I seek. David has the right heart. He has the right posture. He's going after the one thing. In verse nine, he says, hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. Oh, you have been, you have been my help. How many know that the Lord has been our help? We would have perished if it wasn't for the Lord. Cast me not off, forsake me not. Oh God of my salvation. Then in verse 10, it says, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. How many know that there's times your parents fail you? Come on. How many ever had your parents fail you? Mm, plenty of times, right? Come on, <laughs> your feet up. <laughs> even the, even the nice Christian parents, they will fail you every time. Guess what? For those who are parents, you're going to fail your kids. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Get ready. They're going to be disappointed with you because the arm of flesh, you cannot trust. But guess what? You don't point them to you. You point them to the one. Son, daughter, I'm going to fail you. What? What? Do you do not want to portray that you are Mr. and Mrs. Perfect? Right. Amen. Amen. I'm broken. I, I've done what you've done. I've lied. I, I, I did disobey my parents. I told my parents I was at one place, but I was somewhere else. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, know that this, this is why you should you should obey your parents, right? You you read what you sow. <laughs> so y'all better start calling it um, crop failures. <laughs> Some of the things that you have done to your parents. In the name of Jesus, it will not come back to me. <laughs> crop failure in Jesus' name. You would not do what I did. <laughs> Some of y'all were sneaking people in your home. <laughs> Call crop failure in Jesus' name. <laughs> um, don't do that in Jesus' name. All right. So for, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Know that the Lord is always there. He's, he's the constant thing in this world, and he's going to take us in despite us. Let's look at the next one. Teach me your way, O Lord. Everybody say, teach me your way, O Lord. Say that again. Teach me your way, O Lord. In 2018, teach me your way. All right. It says, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. And then I love this part. I believe that I should look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let's read this out of the uh, NASB. It says, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You got to believe that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Say, I will, come on, say, I will, I will. See, see the goodness of the Lord, the of the Lord 
in the land of the living. In 2018, I will see the goodness of the Lord. Okay, you have what you say. So begin to declare what David believed that he will see the goodness of the Lord. And that's what he did. He saw the goodness of the Lord. And in verse 14, it says, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Amen. So we should wait for the Lord. We should make him our priority. The one thing, the one thing. Now, how do we, how do we go after the one thing? You go after the one thing through prayer. You got to spend some time praying. Prayer will, if you don't make time for prayer, you'll never pray. You got to make time for prayer. And I mean consecrated prayer, not just prayer on the go. It's good to pray on the go. But if, it, if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, take some time every day to pray. Spend time praying. Two, fasting. We're starting our fast today. All right. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be liberal this year. We're only doing seven days, right? Not 21 days. Everybody say glory to God. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to do just one meal a day. One meal a day. It doesn't have to be Daniel fast. You can eat some meat. Just don't overdo it. Stay away from the sweets. You know, but be modest with it. Don't go in. <laughs> Don't go to Pizza Hut. Oh, oh. I'm like, all oh, you can eat. Yes, this is my, my one meal. <laughs> you don't want to, you know, you just want to. So eat what you want to eat, but have the liberty to know to say, hey, I'm fast. I'm, at least I'm going to skip two meals if you're, if you're able. Now, if, you know, if you have um, some conditions that you need, you know, you need to talk to your doctor about. So just don't go like, I'm going to fast. And then, you know, we end up going to a funeral at the end of the week. We don't want that to happen, okay? So make sure you cons- consult with your doctors if you need to. Okay, number three, fellowship. And so fellowship, one way we, we seek after the one thing is we fellowship among other believers. Um, number, the next one is to hear the word both in a corporate setting and personal. So you have SoundCloud, you have iTunes, you have Google Play in which you can hear KLM sermons or other sermons. There's other great preachers out there that you can listen to and you can listen and feed your faith instead of listening to, per se, just the radio. I mean, I challenge you this week, just make time to just like I'm going to put on a sermon and I'm going to listen to this sermon. I'm going to feed my faith. I'm going to I'm going to get Get my heart right. And how many know faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God? And so doing this fast, um, abstain from television and, and or, or unless you're looking at a, a DVD with PD on it or something like that. Uh, you you want to li- look at um, sermons or something that's going to feed your faith, not necessarily something that's going to um, just entertain you. So this week we, we were committing this week just for a time of prayer and fasting. Uh, one of the things that um, my um, Destin, the oldest son, he actually is, is fasting this week too. Now, of course, we're not going to um, fast him from food, <laughs> but, but we're going to fast him for, from the iPad and, and the iPhone. You know, no, oh, what do you mean? He's just crying. Like, yo, dude, like really? He'd rather give up the food than he would that. those things. Like, that's a sacrifice. Like, man, uh, the dogs are, f- no, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I've heard of people fast, having their dogs fast, too. Uh, and the fish. <laughs> oh, the fish dies. You know, at least they died serving Jesus, right? Uh, um, praise and worship. Spend some time praising and worshiping God this week. 
I mean, not just this week, but just throughout the year. Um, this week we'll start. And then Bible reading and Bible study. You, you have the five-day Bible plan. Cleveland prayed for years and years for that plan, and somebody finally created it. So you want to take advantage of that. You got two days of grace, so you can make up your Bible reading, right? So five days, Monday through Friday, has a schedule. And if you don't get through that, then you can make up on those grace days. Now, you don't want to wait to the it's a Saturday to try to catch up for the whole week. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to get it in. Um, and listening to the Bible is not the same as reading it. All right. <laughs> Some people be like, oh, man, you just messed it up. All right. Uh, I just want to encourage you to do those things, to seek the one thing, which is his presence, seeking to know the Lord. Uh, when the Spirit of the Lord is dealing with you about something, allow yourself to to um, be corrected by the Lord. Allow yourself to yield to the Spirit of God, whatever he's leading you and guiding you to do. Uh, on another note, I want to encourage you to write down some things this week, doing this prayer and fasting, some things you would like to accomplish this week. Maybe perhaps getting three things. So after you seeking the one thing who is the Lord, what are some of the, what are three major issues or three major problems or three ma- major desires that you d- want the Lord to do in your life and in your family this week? So write those three things down, whether it's to get a house or whether it's to get out of debt or, or buy a new car or get a new career or whatever the case may be. Write down three things, no limits. Don't limit God. Oh, surely God can't do that in a year. He surely can. He can do it by end of next week. The three things. So write down three things you would like to see happen in your life um, this year. And this week, I want you to pray to the Lord about those things. Ask for wisdom. God, give me the wisdom. You may not necessarily be able to accomplish those three things. Let's say some things may take a little longer than a year, but maybe it may be that you get started on those three things this year and there'll be the, the foundation for you to get to it quicker within the next few years. All right. So everybody knows the, the assignment. It, the assignment is to get three things um, and write them down. The three things you want the Lord to do. Um, whether it's um, financially, whether it's something in your marriage, something in your with your kids, something with, with with your careers, whatever the case may be, write down three major things. What are the top three things? If you you may have a whole lot like I do, I have a whole lot of things I need the Lord to do. But but pick the three um, th- three things that are crucial. Three things that are like the top list. What are the three major things you need the Lord to? you would like the Lord to help you with or to accomplish in 2018. Father, I do give you name, glory, and honor. I thank you for this time. As we um, enter to this time of fasting, we trust you to make up the difference in our lives. We, we thank you, Father. We seek after the one thing. We want to be with you. We want to know you. We want to love on you. We want to fellowship with you. Father, help us. And Lord, we trust you. I thank you that the spirit of fear is rebuked. We bind the spirit of fear. We don't fear anything but you, Father. And we trust you in all, with all our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, 
You can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.